Journey to Organization, episode 130. But I'm a really organized person. You're listening to the Journey to Organization podcast with Rebecca Saltzman, advice to help you clear your clutter and your mind. Hello, and welcome to the Journey to Organization podcast. I'm Rebecca Saltzman from Balagan Begon Personal Organization. And today I want to talk about how people always tell me how organized they are. Now, when people first meet me and they find out I'm a personal organizer, they either say to me, OMG, I would never need you because I'm super organized. Or they say to me, I'm a total mess and I need your help. (laughs) And there's like hardly any gray area in between that. It's so strange. But it's true. There's hardly any gray area. Now... The people who say to me, I totally need you, I totally believe that because it's like no one would like automatically be like, oh, I'm a flawed human being upon meeting a total stranger, right? Because if they're going to announce their flaws, it's it's totally going to be true. But the people who say to me, oh, I'm really organized, I don't buy it for a minute. (laughs) Okay, so there are some people I can tell they're super organized. But the thing is, is a lot of people tell me, oh, I'm super, super organized. I know how to put like everything away in boxes. I know how to make it all fit. And I know how to, you know, label. (laughs) It's not such a hard skill to learn how to label a box, right? Like I know how to do all that stuff. And that makes me organized. And the thing is, is that being able to put things in boxes and being able to put a label on things, That doesn't make you organized. It doesn't make you an organized person. It makes you, uh, it it says that you have the skill to organize, but it doesn't mean you're actually like a super organized person. I think a lot of people who say to me, I am really organized, I think a lot of them in their hearts and in practice up to a certain point are organized. But I think for a lot of people, everything just becomes totally out of control because even if they're organized, some of the time it just becomes too much, right? And I think a lot of the problem for people who are who are organized is that most people don't actually know how to declutter. <laughs> so <laughs> they're like holding on to all this stuff, right? So some people say to me who I meet and they're like, yes, I'm super organized. And those people, you know, they don't really call me and ask me for a consultation. But a lot of people I meet call me up and they're like, I'm really organized, but I need your help. And I kind of think if you were really. So here's the thing about organized people who call me and say, I need help, right? Okay. So the reason why I have seen People call me and they're like, I am actually an organized person, but I need help. The problem is really, in theory, I know how to file things, but everything is becoming out of control because I have too much stuff and I don't know how to declutter. And part of being good at being a personal organizer is listening to what people are really saying (laughs) because a lot of the time it's not, you know... I'm bad at decluttering or I'm disorganized. It's I have so much going on in my life that I can't make heads or tails of anything that's happening. And that's a real thing and it's a problem and it's it's awful. 
And for people who are suffering with that problem where they feel like they're generally an organized person and, you know, the stuff is getting out of control, it it can make you feel like you're disorganized, but it also can make you feel like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? Like so many of my clients say to me, they're like, I don't understand. I used to be such an organized person and then all of a sudden I'm not anymore. And I think that that's like a whole issue on it of itself. And we actually spoke about that. And I actually spoke about that in episode 87 with Alana Slot Stern. And, you know, there are different reasons why over time, especially for women, you might decide, like your body might not be able to handle, like the hormones are shifting and changing in your body. And, and that, you know, can inhibit our organizational skills when our hormones are fluctuating. Could be because you just had a baby. It could be because you're aging. There's a lot of different reasons why that could happen for somebody. So I suggest going back and listening to that episode because I think that it's a good one. But um, people are like, you know, I used to be organized, but even if it's not a hormonal thing, when you add one, two, three, four, five, six, seven kids into the mix and a husband or a partner, then it becomes like a totally different animal and you're not used to it anymore. The things that you're used to happening, <laughs> you know, where you have quiet time at the end of the day, where everything is not always a hustle and a bustle, that happens less. And when you have more people living in your home, that means that you have more stuff in your home and things just sort of get like out of control because you're not keeping an eye on purchasing. You're not keeping an eye on what's actually coming into the house. So I think that there's sort of this, you know, split in people where it's like at people's core, they are organized. And I think for even people who don't consider themselves to be organized, this is true. At your core, you have organizational skills. You understand the concepts of organization. If you want things to be tidy, you should put them in bins. You should label the bins. Maybe make a flow chart so you know where everything is. But in practice, it's very hard because we live in this consumer-based society where we are always taught like, oh, if we see something cute on sale, we should buy it. If we can't find what we're looking for, just get on Amazon and have a new one delivered in a few hours. This is like a, it's a, it's a real thing. And I think that what's going on in the world with uh, viruses and such going around coronavirus, I think what we're going to see is how dependent we are on China, by the way, and how much our consumer habits are going to be affected now that a lot of products are not coming into our home countries anymore because China is not working because they're shutting down, right? I think if it continues on in this way, we could see a real difference in spending and it could actually hurt the economy significantly. But I don't want to focus on that. What I want to focus on is part of the reason why you can no longer manage with the organizational basic skills that you had is because there's just too much stuff going around your house. So for example, if you 
feel like you're an organized person and you have one kid or two kids and you're going along and you're fine and maybe, you know, by the time the second kid came along, oh, it's becoming a little bit more difficult to manage everything. But by the time you had a third kid and a fourth kid and maybe your partner's working more or you're working more or you have less help or you've moved to a bigger house or any number of things, all these different aspects of your life can can sort of wreak havoc on your organizational skills. But but what's really happening is especially if, you know, you're adding family members to your family and you're living in a home that's bigger than you're used to, what's happening is, is you're buying more stuff to fill the home and your kids come with their own set of stuff and they have their own habits and their own, you know, needs and wants. I can't tell you how many clients I have where they say to me, oh, well, I have this one kid and he's a collector and he collects everything. (laughs) And like, I hear that and it's a thing with kids. So here's the thing. At your core, you might be an organized person, or even if you're not an organized person at your core, but you probably are, even if you're not, then it doesn't matter if you are or you're not, because probably, in all likelihood, you still have the same problem that the person who at their core is organized, and that's you have too much stuff. Now, I'm not I don't describe myself necessarily as a minimalist, okay? I I think I have a lot less stuff than most people. I have more than others. Uh, I feel okay and comfortable with the level of stuff that I have in my home right now. Uh, I think about when I will be, may possibly be adding things that I may inherit and it scares me a little because I don't want it to get out of control, but... What I, what I feel is, is, that, is this, if at your core you're organized, okay, and you have ADHD, which is holding you back from being more organized, or you have six kids and that's holding you back from being more organized, or you have six kids and a job and a dog and a cat and a hamster, <laughs> then that's, and that's holding you back. It doesn't matter you know, what the scenario is, or it's, I used to be in a couple, but now I'm a single parent and, you know, there's more burden on me. I totally get that our circumstances as we get older change and our situations change and it requires us to juggle and maneuver and be flexible and pivot. And That's like the one aspect of it. So if you're feeling like at your core, you're organized, or even if you're not, you may be, but all these other things in life are adding on to the burden of life and it feels like you can no longer handle organization or that you are not actually organized. But I don't actually think that that's the case. I think what's really going on is that it's not that you're disorganized, it's that you don't know how to declutter and you don't know how to be happy living with less and you don't understand that once you do declutter, you got to keep it that way and employ some seriously strict maintenance strategies. I think that there's also a lot of shame people have when they call me up and they're like, I need help. 
they feel like they should totally be able to do this on their own. And while I totally understand that, (laughs) uh, because I feel that way about losing weight, I should totally be able to lose weight on my own. But it's hard for me because I have very little self-discipline when it comes to that category. Like, I don't want to get up and exercise. But if I know that I just paid my, you know, uh, trainer $100 to meet with me for an hour, I'm not going to lose out on that 100 bucks, right? So it's the money is the motivator for me. It's not that, you know, you don't necessarily know how to declutter. It's not that you don't necessarily know how to organize. It's that there's this missing step of motivation. And organizing sometimes feels like it's not a priority. Like, okay, I can file these papers at a later date. And then you add another paper tomorrow. But don't worry, I'm going to make a day next week and I'm going to catch up on all my filing. In the meantime, you add 25, 35, 45 papers to the top of the list until it gets out of control. And then you put it in a plastic bag and you shove it to the side because you no longer know what to do with it or how to deal with it. And it feels uncomfortable and it feels out of control. And I think that that's also part of it. So in addition to feeling like I should be able to do this myself, there's the problem of this situation is out of control and I no longer, you know, know exactly where to start or know how to tackle it or have the skills to do it or even have the ability to sit down and focus on it and I need a guide. Okay, so that's why you would call someone. But I always think it's funny when the clients are like when clients are like I'm so organized and I should be able to do this by myself. I think that's true. At one point in your life, you may have been able to handle this by yourself. But as you go on, it becomes more and more difficult to handle because so many circumstances in your life are changing. You know, um, just on a day-to-day basis, your hormones can shift like a significant amount of times for a woman especially. And, you know, your life is dependent on a lot of other people. So for example, for a mom who has small kids, let's say, you know, <laughs> so I'll give you an example. Uh, about two two years ago, maybe three years ago, I think already, um, my son got viral meningitis. And a few days later, like a, a week, two weeks later, maybe, my daughter got it. And between the two of them, they, I was home with them for 45 days. I didn't work for 45 days. That's like a month and a half, I didn't work because I was either in the hospital with them or I was home because they couldn't go to school because they had these debilitating headaches from from the meningitis, like as a as a parting gift, right? They had these debilitating headaches, and um, and there was nothing I could do. <laughs> like some of the days that I had to work, you know, my husband stayed home from work, and it was a it was great that he's flexible enough that he could do that. But the point is, is you think you're going to get a lot of stuff done, but then it's like, hey, I got two kids home from school who are miserably sick and all they want to do is cuddle with their mama. And, you know, you got to pay attention to them. And that's life, you know. And 
Sometimes it stinks because there's stuff that needs to get done and it's just not getting done, right? And that's where we can talk about progress, not perfection. As long as something's getting done, it doesn't have to be perfect, right? But I'll go back to that in a minute. What I want to really touch on here is that if you're organized, it doesn't mean that you know how to declutter. And even if you're organized, it doesn't mean that you don't have too much stuff, Like I said before, anyone can put things in boxes and to label them, but but really what it comes down to is understanding that at some point, there's only so much you can organize. Okay, if you have a 10,000 or 20,000 square foot house, you know, villa, (laughs) castle, if you will, then, you know, you can fit a lot of stuff into that. But let's say you're downsizing. Uh, The most common time I hear this is actually is when people are moving from America to Israel is like, I had a six or seven or 10 bedroom house in the United States. And I'm moving to a four bedroom apartment in Israel. And I bought a 40 foot container with me. And I'm going to be able to fit it all into my house because I'm so organized and I would never need you because I'm so organized and I'm not going to throw anything out because I'm going to be able to get it all to fit. And it's true. You may be able to get it all to fit and you may even be able to organize it. But if you're moving from a, you know, six bedroom house to a four bedroom house, something has to go. (laughs) You just can't likely in all likelihood the house is going to be smaller right so you just can't fit the same amount of stuff in because you have this physical limitation of space and I think that a lot of people who are organized um, especially like when they're good at spaces um, like fitting things into boxes or or you know just organizing things in general getting everything into a home they're good at it because they have the space to do it and they're good at it because It seems easy when they have enough space to do it, but it's much, much harder when you have to start cutting and making decisions about what you can actually keep and what you have to toss. Now, the thing about (laughs) the thing about that is people are reluctant to get rid of anything because they're like, well, I might need it. It might come in handy. Maybe my grandkids will want it. And your baby is too, right? Like, (laughs) okay, so it's going to be 25 years before you have a grandkid, right? So like, you know, you're going to hold on to this thing and schlep it around for 25 years. That makes things an albatross around your neck. Like, we don't want our stuff to be holding us back and tethering us to anything. And I think that um, something that Chayhinda Allen said to me once always has stuck with me is that when people are focused more on their memories versus being focused on their dreams, it means that they've sort of reached the end of their life. And it's not that I'm not sentimental. It's not that I don't value things. It's not that when I look at a certain picture or a tablecloth that belonged to my husband's grandmother who recently passed away or or a tablecloth that belonged to my mother that she gave to me or anything, really. It's not that I don't recall a memory when I'm looking at those things. It's just that I prioritize what is important to me. It's my memories are important. That's true. 
but the things are not necessarily what bring me the memories per se. It's, it's the situations that bring me the memories too. And I would rather focus on creating new memories than always focusing on these older memories. And so to me, even though stuff is valuable and important, and I appreciate the memories that goes with the stuff, what is that offering me for the future, right? Like I'm looking at my house or somebody's house, not necessarily my house, but hypothetical house, right? I'm standing in the middle of the house and I'm looking at the house and I'm thinking to myself, I don't, I don't understand why I can't get organized. I don't understand why my house is always a mess. I don't understand, you know, how this happened to me because I'm an organized person And what's happening is, is you're replacing these experiences of being with your family and you're sort of parlaying it onto stuff. And you're thinking that all this stuff is going to make you happy or feel complete or bring you some sort of joy. And maybe it will, but it's only temporary because what's happening is, is Having all this stuff is making your life much more difficult to live. It's difficult to live your life when you have so much stuff to take care of instead of focusing on the people in your life you want to take care of. I'm not talking about things that you do for work to earn a living. I'm talking about the priority of taking care of your home. And I got two phone calls this week, actually. One which was about putting away laundry from an episode from la- from a few weeks ago. And one was about dishes and doing dishes as a family. And what do you do if your kids are too small to do dishes with you and to make it a family activity? And the other one was the laundry was, I do what you do, Rebecca. I have my, I sort my kids laundry and I tell them to put things away on their own. And Bemet, in truth, I don't have that. We don't have that much stuff, but laundry still piles up. Okay. I think it's time to take a hard look at at these things and say, I do maybe have too much stuff. Maybe we could pare down a little bit and it would be easier. And I'm going to go back to those two questions specifically in a minute. But my my point was just we're focusing on on these tasks that need to get done and and of course tasks need to get done, but but they're also is a way that we can prioritize these things so that, you know, it part of doing these tasks is important to us. So for those of you who are organized at your core, and I and I have to venture and guess and say that it's a very, very high percentage of, of the listeners out there. If you're listening, it's probably you. <laughs> at your core, you are probably an organized person. It's just that your situation is such that it's preventing you from, from reaching your true organizational genius. So I want to just step back and talk about those two um, comments that I got this week. And then I'll and then I'll go back to the organizational aspect and how having less can actually make it easier for you to be organized. So one lady said to me, you know, I'm I'm sorting my kids laundry and I'm I'm telling them to just put it away however they want to put it away. And I don't care as long as I don't have to do it. And in theory, that's fine. But that's not what I actually said that I do. What I actually said that I do is that I labeled all my kids 
drawers or boxes in their closet. And I tell them, I don't care if you fold it as long as it's in the box. It's not it's not a free-for-all like, oh, take your unfolded laundry and leave it all the clean laundry on your desk or on your bed or on your floor. It's take your clean laundry, which is sorted in a pile for you, and then further sort it into your room, into your into your sections in your closet. And what this does is it teaches our kids to start using the executive function section of their brains. Oh, I have to sort this into different categories. I have to get it done or else all my clean clothes are going to be dirty and they'll be on the floor, right? And my mom will be mad at me and my dad will be mad at me and I have to get this done. And it triggers this response like, okay, I have to get this done. And so... What you shouldn't do is just hand your kids a pile of laundry and be like, do whatever you want with it. What you should do is hand your kids a pile of laundry or better yet, make them sort the pile of laundry and then tell them this needs to go away in your room. I, every few months, I go through my closet with my kids or my husband goes through, not my closet, their closet, or my husband goes through their closet with them and we go ahead and we fold everything and we make it like look neat and clean because while we're doing that, we're actually sorting and seeing, you know, what they have left, what needs to be replaced, what's what's damaged, what whatever, um, where we can declutter because, you know, things do accumulate even in my house. And so every few months we go through their stuff and we, you know, make changes and we show them like this is how to fold. And after a while, they prefer to have it folded in their boxes because it makes their life easier for them when it's folded and they can easily see everything for the times that they're feeling like it's a little bit too much all right well at least it's put away and it's organized even if inside the organizational tool that's not so organized but it's going to be easy for them to find so what you want to make sure that you're doing is teaching your kids good habits for the future because you don't want them to be married with three kids and and their clean clothes are all over the floor right like that's not raising productive children. What we want is we want to teach them skills from a very young age to make them productive and make them, you know, work well (laughs) uh, in their homes. And the other question that I got was, it's very you know, fine and good that you do dishes with your kids sometimes or your husband or whomever, uh, but my kids are small and I can't do that. And I think it's never too early to teach your kids things. Um... This particular caller said to me, listen, even sometimes throwing away the paper plates is too much effort for me. If that's the situation, you know what the problem is? The problem is, is that there's too much other stuff in your house. You have to declutter somewhere because you have to minimize in your life enough stuff so that every single chore, even when you have small kids, isn't the end of the world and you feel like you're going to die from exhaustion. This is not the goal of life to feel like you should die from exhaustion. (laughs) I'm not sure exactly what the goal of life is, but I know that it's not to die from exhaustion or to feel like you're going to die from exhaustion. The goal of life is, you know, not the scope of this podcast, but... (laughs) But the thing is, is that it all leads back to the same 
to the same root, okay? The root is at your core, you're organized. But what's happening is the consumer in you is taking over and there is way too much stuff in your house for you or anyone else to manage it. And so in order for things to be better and easier for you, you're gonna have to declutter and you're gonna have to admit that you need to declutter and you're gonna have to say to yourself, at my core, I am an organized person. If I need to get help with an organizer because this feels like the scope of this project is too much, that's okay. But I need to make positive steps to reduce what I have so that I can get the dishes done at the end of the night, put away the backpacks, tuck in my kids and go to sleep at a reasonable hour, spend time with my partner, you know, and, and, and enjoy my evening a little bit too, even if I'm only doing it for 20 minutes before I go to sleep, right? For the people who say to me, I'm organized, but I need you anyways, it's a little bit funny, but when you break it down, it's not. It's a bigger, deeper problem that is just horrible and difficult to manage. And to that end... (laughs) I want you to know I'm here for you. If you want to do one-on-one coaching, we could do that. If you want to do, you know, in-home service, there's ways we could do that. And I'm excited that I'm starting to train a bunch of personal organizers. So even if I can't come to you, someone that I'm training hopefully can come to you, uh, And if I can't come to you and you still want to work with me, then, you know, we can do online coaching or you can join me in the Painless Pesach 36-Day Challenge, which starts March 1st, 2020. That's just in a few days from now. I really want you to join. It's 36 days for $36. That's $1 a day. There's a $5 add-on you can get. It's called the Paper Purge, and it's going to be the week after Pesach. So we're going to do the 36-day challenge. There's going to be three bonus days before Pesach. There's going to be two bonus days after Pesach. You're going to get an email to your inbox every day. If you want, you can do the hotline option, and then you can dial in to the hotline every day. You're going to get a challenge with a 15 to 30 minute challenge for you to do. Uh, hopefully it will only take you 15 to 30 minutes. Of course, it totally depends on how much stuff you have, but in general, it should take you between 15 and 30 minutes to do the challenge plus the couple minutes that's going to take you to watch the video and read the email. But you can get all of that for $36. What you're gonna get is in week one, we're gonna master your bedroom. We're gonna focus on getting your room cleaned up, cleaning out your cupboards and getting your stuff tidy. And then we're gonna lighten the living room. We're gonna clear out all the extra stuff in the living room and the dining room areas. And then in week three, we're gonna clean up your kids. We're gonna get the kids to join in and clean up their spaces. In week four, we're gonna handle all those odds and ends, all the random places and areas you never seem to get to. In week five, we're going to handle the kitchen. We're going to, you know, deal with reducing the amount of food we have, cleaning out all the areas we've been avoiding all year long. And week six is going to be the finish line. We're going to get to all those last minute details of getting ready for Pesach, specifically getting ready for Pesach. Uh, and, And then after Pesach, you can join the paper perch for five extra dollars. So it's $36 plus an extra five dollars if you want to join in on the paper purge it makes it like with the paper purge 
actually, even with the paper purge, it's still, it's actually, with the paper purge, it's actually less than a dollar a day. So it's totally, I mean, to, to me, it's totally worth it. In addition, you'll get a membership to uh, exclusive Facebook group for members only uh, of this challenge. The challenge, you won't have access forever and ever to the challenge. You'll only have access to the challenge. You're only going to have challenge for like 60 days. So it's not going to last forever. So you could do it right before Pesach. And then you could do it again after Pesach if you want on your own. You can redo it for yourself. And that's going to be amazing for you. If you do the first time and then you do it again as a second pass, then you'll really be decluttered. But what's going to happen is, is so all of you who are really organized at your core now have the option to get help decluttering, the help that you need to actually reduce what you have and really let your organizational skills shine because you know what? Now you're going to have less and you're going to be able to put it all into really great order. It's going to look great. It's going to be neat and it's going to be organized. And in the future, it's going to stay that way because now you know, number one, how to declutter. And number two, now you know that you don't need as much stuff to actually be happy and make your life great. So if you want to join the challenge, head to courses.balaganbegone.com forward slash 36 days. That's courses.balaganbegone.com forward slash 36 days with a S at the end. And courses also has an S at the end. Or you can call up 917-549-0910. And we can help you out over the phone. If you're having trouble with the website, uh, my assistant Malka is going to be happy to talk to you. You may even get me. You never even know. <laughs> you might get to talk to me. Uh, and we are here and we are ready to help you sign up for this challenge. So sign up. It's $36. You I don't think you will regret it. It's an awesome challenge. It's really great. I've been working really hard on it now and I'm excited to see you inside it. So join the Painless Pesach 36 day challenge for this year. I'm looking forward to seeing you inside. For now, I wish you all a great week and happy organizing. Thanks for listening to the Journey to Organization podcast. You can find Rebecca on Twitter and Instagram at BalaGonBegon and on Pinterest as Rebecca Saltzman. Visit BalaGonBegon.com for resources and to join the mailing list to get podcast updates.